fade out. He finds our offensiveness offensive. We didn't shower anyway. Thanks. I see. Any special reason? Like it's National Pig Week? Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me from across the pond, Simon. Gentlemen, and you said that in rhyme. You was you was almost jiving with that opening, <laughs> man. That had rhythm. That's it. Yeah, I got to put a piece of music on behind me. That's we're good it, to man. go. Today we're discussing season six, episode sixteen, "The Smell of Music." It's the hundred thirty eighth episode overall, directed by Stuart Miller, written by Jim Fritzel and Everett Greenbaum. It originally aired on January 3rd, 1978, and production code is Y115. You remember when we were interns and there were still only 24 hours in the day? I remember yesterday. It's because it is yesterday. It won't be today until I get a night's sleep in between. Am I sinking to my knees or are you rising in the air? Best thing for a tired body, you ought to try it. I tried, I couldn't pass the bar. You gotta sleep tired, you wake up tired. This gives you energy. I got a fifth of energy waiting for me in the swamp. If you'll unhook your chin from that pipe, you can lead me there. A couple more. Whew. What an ordeal. 72 hours straight. I'm prayed out. Absolutely, prayed out. Oh, don't forget, Father, God was on six days straight. He was a lot younger then. Well, sweet dreams. That old chaplain looked like a young boy just a few days ago. And what about us? <laughs> you look like the High Lama of Shangri-La. Yeah, you look like an 8x10 picture of Dorian Gray. I'm gonna get my new bar of soap, take a long shower, and sleep, sleep, sleep. Oh, no, you really know how to live. You? I plan to take a long bubble bath. Preferably with a nurse who has her own car and doesn't live with her folks. Sorry, sir. All we have to offer is cold rainwater and a 50-gallon drum. Sold. Aww. Little boy Blue Blood is starting on his horn again. Ah, music to my rear. How can he do that to us in our condition? No respect for the dead. And I also have the plot summary. The 8th Army commends the 4077th for the 72-hour ordeal they withstood. Even the good father is exhausted. All Hawkeye and BJ want is a shower and sleep, but Charles wants to blow his French horn loudly. Colonel Potter tries to deal with the suicidal GI, Private Saunders, who's lost part of his face and requires plastic surgery. Hawkeye and BJ refuse to use soap and water until Charles stops his horn playing. Morning, sirs. For your dining pleasure, we have London broil, abalone almondine, and the taste bud tantalizer, potatoes au gratin. All right, nostrils, what do you really got? Powdered eggs. Oh. We had powdered eggs yesterday. They're leftovers. Hit me with the crepes, garçon. 
The lighter today. I can hold them up with one arm. These manhole covers aren't bad. I may go back for seconds. God willing. Even the coffee's good. I wonder what they left out of it. Hmm. Here's a cozy boot for nine. May we join you, breakfast clubbers? Sure, park them. You fellas will be surprised. The food's rather good today. Shows what a little faith can do. Mmm. Edible. Do the wind just suddenly shift? It seems to be coming from the stable. Don't blame my horse. I just washed her down this morning. Funny. But this was good a minute ago. Excuse my boarding house reach. Mmm. I guess you boys haven't had a chance to shower yet. Oh, yeah, we had the chance. Syrup? We didn't shower anyway. Thanks. I see. Any special reason? Like it's National Pig Week? Nope. You know, in one way, you outrank me. But not where it counts. Answer up. It's a dirtiness strike. When our bunkie gives up his new horn, we'll give up our old dirt. That's disgusting. That's the idea. Excuse me, Colonel. I've lost my appetite. I'm going to the garbage dump for a breath of fresh air. Oh, you'll love it. The blue bottle flies are gorgeous this time of year. Did you hear that? And that's from the balcony. How would you like to live in the front row? Just make sure the three of you work this out fast. Colonel, by tomorrow, his nose will be running for cover. No uh, offense intended, but uh, I'd be happy to burn some incense around you. Thanks, Father. Just a prayer for peace and quiet. Attention! Attention! All personnel! Incoming wounded! All surgical teams to all are on the doubles! So much for breakfast! Not again! Yes, again! Nothing like a good day's work to top off a good night's work. Let's go! Uh, so, guest stars. Well, Jordan Clark plays Private Saunders. Now, he is best known for his role as Billy Lewis uh, on the CBS soap opera Guiding Light. Never heard of it. Sounds rubbish. <laughs> it's a soap opera. Uh, it's a popular soap opera. Well, it's not on anymore, but it used to be. Oh, not that popular. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then we have Nancy Steen, who plays Nurse. Nancy is a producer, writer, and, of course, actor. In 1980, she began writing... On the ABC TV series Police Squad, which starred fellow MASH guest actor Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, I, I often wonder if, um, if I've heard contradicting uh, opinions about this or whether uh, ladies like to be called actor or actress. I've, se- I've seen several turn around and say I'm an actor. And I've, I've I think the new term actress. is actor for everybody. Yeah, that's another one of those things, isn't it, where you, it's a bit awkward if you don't want to say yeah. if you say the wrong thing and then get slapped in the face. <laughs> okay. um, Lois Foraker plays Nurse Denver. Lois is an American film, stage and television actress. Ooh. Um, she was in the original Broadway cast of Godspell in 1976. As well as this episode of MASH, she is appeared in Aftermath, The West Wing, uh, as well as in the pilot episode of Northern Exposure. Cool. And then we have Richard Lee Sung, who returns as Sung New. Or Mr. Teeth, as we affectionately call him yes. in this uh, yes. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, it wouldn't be the same without uh, the wonderful Kelly Nakahara returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamoto. Uh, how do you feel, Saunders? How do you feel? Understand you've been giving your nurse a bad time. You've got to let her change the dressing. Who's doing her a favor? I don't want her looking at me. I don't want anyone looking at me. You're alive, son. You'll be going home soon. Home? I don't want to go home. Everybody just be staring at me. Or worse, looking away. No one's going to do that. They all will. Especially Linda. Your wife? My girl. 
I've been looking at her all day. Pretty. She's beautiful. We were gonna get married, man. Wouldn't look at this face and forget it. Your Linda must have more to her than that. She's never gonna buy this. I don't blame her. It looks so very important to her. You know, we, we were voted the handsomest couple at Allardyce High School. Now what are we? Beauty and the Beast? There you go again, jumping to conclusions. Give those plastic surgeons a chance. Come on, my face is busted up. No matter what they do, it's still gonna be patchwork. You won't accept this, but you've been very lucky. Lucky? You heard me. A lot of handsome kids are going out of here without arms and legs. Yeah, right, Doc. I guess I'm just about the luckiest guy in the whole world. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. I really enjoyed this episode. Yay. Uh, uh, I probably give it. This is a really solid eight, maybe eight and a half. Ooh, okay. Um, I I actually enjoyed both the A and B story. Hmm. I liked. I really liked the B story with Potter and the suicidal private. Yeah, the song does. Yes. Yeah. That just it was really well done. Both was well acted. I mean, I mean. I can see. I mean, I've never been suicidal. Yeah, I've been depressed as heck, but never that bad where mm. I want to kill myself. But I can see, you know, and this he obviously was a nice looking man, and his girlfriend is gorgeous, and you know they were voted nice looking couple, so they're into that. So that's really important to them. So to lose something like that, it's almost worse than losing yeah. an arm or a leg, you know. So I mean, I understand that, and I like the way it was resolved, you know. With uh, Potter finally saying, "Okay, okay, fine. You want to kill yourself?" And he was going to help him. Yeah, and like you know that reverse psychology type thing. Yeah, quite a violent intervene as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And then of course I like the the A story with BJ. Uh, uh, I almost said BJ and Honeycut, but it's BJ and Hawkeye. <laughs> that and sounds like a Charles. good TV series. <laughs> <laughs> but though no, I like I like their interplay. They're they just they're so well they're so good as a trio. Hmm. When it's always it's always you know it's always always Hawkeye and BJ against somebody and it's, but Winchester makes a really good third person yeah um, he's really coming to his own I mean he's brand new to the series but he's really it's like he's been there forever and that's one thing why I like about Winchester is I feel like he was never new to me no he was no, he, he was he, always part of that group yeah he slipped into the to to the uh, to the cast of Mash very well and the way that was just. The confidence of David Ogden Stars, or, the, or which I suspect is more the openness of, of how the cast welcomes people yeah. in. Yeah, it's the same with Potter. Mm. I feel like I mean I do remember uh, what's his name? <laughs> what's his name? Colonel. But uh, well, oh, the actor. No, the the first Colonel. Oh, Blake. Blake, thank yeah. you. See how much I remember him. No, but, uh, but when I think of Mash and I think of who's in charge of Mash, it always goes to Potter. Yeah, always. And I, it, uh, they, they're really good at introducing new, like the same with BJ. Mm. It's always been BJ and Hawkeye. Yeah, they're really good at introducing, you know, new characters, but they feel like they've been there forever. And Winchester is another one of those that this episode just really hit that home that these three people work so well together. And seamlessly that you would have thought they've been together for years and years. You yeah, know? yeah. I like the resolution. I love the fact that you know the entire camp gets together and decides to to wash the guys. And I love Hawkeye's reaction when it's the nurse that he's been pursuing the entire time uh, gets to wash him. 
Um, that's just a great scene. Uh, I love that Margaret's kind of like leading the leading the the crowd of people, and they smash uh, Winchester's horn. Yeah. when Potter comes out and you think he's going to be stern you know better you know he's not going to be stern yeah I fear the moment of retribution is at hand yours I believe all right who's responsible for all this I see well Beginning at 2200 hours, you are all hereby confined to the officers' club for the duration of the whiskey. Pierce, Honeycutt, and Winchester are buying. And he winds up, you know, saying we're all going to have drinks on these guys and... Yeah, and everybody as well. Not just it's everyone to the officers' club. It's not everybody. Everyone, servicemen, and everything. Yeah. 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 Um, I really liked, and this is going back to the B story with Potter and the suicidal private. Hmm. Uh, I loved Potter when he gave him a hug. Oh yeah, which is very one-sided, a... though, wasn't it? Did you notice? It that? was a little, yeah. It wasn't, it, <laughs> yeah. But they're, you know, it's the seventies and they're guys, and so it's, it's. I don't know. It just it felt very uh, fatherly, you yes, know, yes. or grandfatherly. Um, and I just I always like that aspect of Potter, and it was just nice to see it come out that this guy needed a hug. He just needed to cry. Cause, you know, I mean, his life is going to change. It's going to be hard. He's going to be stared yeah, yeah, at. Yeah. You know, hopefully his girl has more to her herself than looks, and will still love him. But yeah. you know, I don't know. It's just one of those things where, you know, because there's always those you you meet characters and then they leave and you never hear back from them again. And you're like, I wonder what. I wonder what happened. happened. Yeah. Yeah. This is one yeah. of the characters that I wish we would have seen or heard of what actually happened yeah or had yeah. a letter at the, at the very end something a letter yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that he got and him thanking him for his life you know and his girl still loves him and they're planning their wedding you know something like that would have been just a nice little bow but but mash doesn't do that you know we very rarely see the end results of their work well so. more, more likely they would have done the opposite um, because they are quite good at uh, being slightly, you know, being anti-war and showing the horrors of war. I know, uh, but then know. that would have been just such a depressing ending. That's, that's the difference between me and you. <laughs> <laughs> I want the happy tile on a bow. You want yeah. the dreaded, yeah, the world I want falling plague, apart. pestilence and uh, <laughs> norovirus. <laughs> but no, but I, I really enjoyed the I, I enjoyed the episode. How about you? Yeah, no, same here. I love it. I really love it. I love the fact it's seventy two hours straight, and they come out, and McKay he turns around and says that he's all prayed out. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, William Christopher's not in it a lot, and uh, you know, in Mash, but he's always a constant um, figure. I know he yeah. does have some cracking episodes later in the series, but um, when he does say stuff, he, he says it. You're, really well I've noticed slightly that it's on the uh, behind the scenes so I won't go into too much but I, there's a we used to have a, a comedian over here uh, called Les Dawson <clears throat> and mm-hmm. one of his um, one of his 
acts was. Uh, I mean, he was a comedian from the 70s and he used to do mother-in-law jokes, but one of his acts was was to play the piano very badly. Um, but he could play the piano exceptionally well. And it's mm. really hard when you can play the piano well to play it badly. To play it bad, And yeah. this is exactly the same thing with David Ogden Styers, how how well he, he, he does it yeah. play. Um, the line from uh, BJ says to uh, Winchester, do we offend you? And he goes, constantly. <laughs> love it. I That's love such it. a Winchester line. Oh, my God, it's so good. Um, again, exactly uh, exactly what you said about the B store with, with part of the Sanders. And I have a, uh, it's not, a, I wouldn't say it's a macabre interest in uh, facial wounds, um, mm-hmm. but, but I do have uh, an interest in World War One. Uh, sorry, World War One, World War Two, uh, facial injuries because uh, it was the pioneers of the doctors and a specific one, and please forgive me, I can't remember the doctor's name now, who um, first started introducing reconstructive surgery and plastic surgery and also mm. um, to combat, uh, which was called at the time shell shock. We, of course, know it as post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, there's some wonderful videos it's disturbing don't get me wrong especially post-traumatic stress syndrome uh with like the what you know the the hundred mile stare and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff um so seeing this episode where the, the guy you know a lot of time you think oh come on right what's going to be so bad but i've seen the injuries of what uh, what can happen in in, in war with facial yeah. injuries and it is very deep it's very psychological and you need a lot of people around you and i love the fact they they bring this up and especially like you say where they add in that bonus thing about them being like best matched couple and, mm-hmm. you know you can imagine them that they they do you know they're on the beach with a beautiful blonde hair and you yep. know the, the 1950s yep. swimsuit la style, you know san fran style and all that yep. you can imagine it so I love that kind of interest. And again, having Potter turn around to do the hard love thing, going, come on then, kill yourself. It's the same thing like what Marty Riggs does in Lethal Weapon, where he says, you want to kill yourself? Come on, let's do it together. I want to yeah. kill myself. Let's go. I love that kind of thing. And as you say, I think you, you put it across perfectly where how Potter is not so much, a, well, he's a father figure, but he's also a grandfatherly figure. Sometimes there's only a, a hug grandfather can do. And I think yeah. it's one of those ones. The the whole end thing as well, like you say, cleaning the boys up and the whole thing, they must have stunk as well, you know, and, and all that. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. But what really made me laugh was Mr. Teeth at the very end when he brings in that... <laughs> Um, but what what makes me laugh is the fact that Winchester doesn't just look at it. Where it doesn't look anything like a French horn. If you look, there's there's a trumpet welded together. There's a saxophone yeah. welded together. I think there's even a clarinet. He doesn't he doesn't bat an eyelid about how ridiculous it looks. It's just the fact they can't find the mouthpiece. I mean, the first thing I would have been looking at it was thinking, oh, my God, what's going on here? I love that kind of, that, that whole humour in that visual joke. I think it's brilliant. I really enjoyed this episode. I think, like I say, there's great uh, acting between uh, Farrell, Alder and Uncle yeah. Styers, but all together. Brilliant acting again from uh, Harry Morgan. You know, he's always a, a, a gem so to see on stage, yeah. um, well, on, on screen. Uh, yeah. I gave it a 10 out of 10. I, I could watch it again and again and again. I love it. I think it's a cracker of an episode. No, I, it's definitely... What, did I give it a score? Did I say nine? I think you said eight. Eight? No, yeah. definitely, yeah. After talking, yeah, it's definitely a nine. It's, it's a, like you said, it's one I can watch over and over again. It's just fun. It's fun, but then it has that serious side to it. And it's just, yeah. this, is, this is MASH done... To the best. This is where you have that super serious part of the series, but you have this super hilarious, funny antics. Yeah. And they blend so well together, you know, and it's just a very well-balanced episode. Just so well-made. Yeah. It's it's a cracker. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. A quaint sidewalk cafe in the mud. Very French. Complete with snails. Sorry, sirs. You 
can't come in. Why, did the health department finally get wise to this place? The entire company signed a petition. You gotta eat outside. Oh, come on, Klinger. We're not that bad. You ordered this bazoo, accurate as a Swiss watch. And big as the Swiss Alps. Flattery still gets your table outside. Have a seat. I'll bring your food. <laughs> Where would you like to sit? Uh, this side. I love to watch the buzzard swooping down in the garbage dump. Ah! Eating outside, I see. Mm -hmm. Very chic. Reminds me of the Via Veneto in Rome. I dined al fresco when we went there for an audience with the Pope. The Pope? Numero uno. Well, look, wait and tell us about it, Father. No, no, I'm expected inside. Father, hmm? is it because we smell bad? Well, I... I... Uh... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. How should I put this? Uh, yes, because of that. Jesus ate with the lepers. He was an exceptionally good sport. Here you are. Sweets for the sweet. Uh, bus boy, can we have some water? Only if your bay's in it. Uh, Beach, would you mind trading seats with me? Can't resist the buzzards, eh? No, I just want to be upwind of you. Of me? Yeah, isn't it one of life's peculiarities how some people can be sensitive to the aroma of others and yet totally oblivious to the noxious fumes emanating from themselves? What are you trying to say, Charles? Oh, just that some people have a certain kind of body chemistry that makes them, uh, well, more pungent than others. Speaking of body chemistry, you're dangerously close to blowing yourself up. <laughs> I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but <laughs> you reek, fella. My eyes aren't watering because I'm homesick, buddy. Oh, really? Let me tell you something, Buster. There he goes again. Can't even have a good argument in peace. All right, that does it. The irresistible force is about to polish off the immovable object. All right, let's move on to some behind the scenes. I have a few of them here. Uh, although David Ogden Steers plays the French horn, as Meds mentioned, um, he plays it very badly in this episode. He's actually an expert horn player in real life. Uh, the music that Winchester plays badly on the French horn is a theme heard in... Ooh, this could be good. Ein Heldenleben. Heldenleben. Apologies there, people. And Don Juan, both by Richard Strauss. The title is based on the musical The Sound of Music, of course. And after Colonel Potter talks Saunders out of committing suicide with the gas mask in the OR, he never turns off the gas before they leave the OR, so somebody else is that. going to die. <laughs> <laughs> or the place will just blow up when someone ignites a flame or something. Uh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> and then we have a fun fact. David Ogden Steers is an associate conductor for the Newport Symphony Orchestra. He's conducted more than 70 orchestras in a myriad of places. Yes, I've, uh, I've, no, I haven't seen him live, but I've seen him on uh, YouTube uh, conducting. Uh, yeah, I think and... I've seen video of him conducting. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's funny as well because I know that we, you should never associate somebody with uh, a character. But um, it's like every time I, I saw any film with Alan Aldrin after this, I could slightly hear Hawkeye in it. And with mm -hmm. David Ogden Stiers, it took me a long time to realize that he's one of the key voices in uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, yes. Uh, plays, I can't uh, is it Postworth or is it... Um, he plays uh, the clock. He plays a clock, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes. And, and seeing him play that way, of course, he doesn't... He, he sounds a little bit like him. 
but it's not. And he's kind of think, oh, you know, and then when you hear him interviewed. But I, I love what, I mean, you know, it's, it's weird watching him doing the conducting and knowing as well that Winchester is such an avid fan of classical music. You know, yeah. Having those two connections put in. But he's, he's, uh, it is a wonder. So even if you don't like classical music, uh, if you're a fan of MASH, it's, it's fun to go and see him uh, uh, you know, type in YouTube and look yeah. at him do some conducting. It's it's great. Yeah. To see. Now, yeah. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if they made Winchester's love of classical music because David Augustiers enjoys it, or well, you know, I mean, I think by this point in Mash, I, I, especially with Alan Alder being involved as like uh, almost like a producer at this point, uh, it wouldn't have surprised me if during the audition or during the uh, the, the initial interview with the actor, they turned around and say, "Well, is there anything you think you, your character could be inputted into? What what do you yeah. see you as? We want to be, uh, you know, you're not going to be like Frank Burns. You want something you're totally different. You know, is there anything that you can add in? And maybe that's what David would have turned around and said. Well, I have a love for classical music. I play this. You know, I'd like to see him as a is a you know a Boston you know upper class kind of like bloke and yeah you, you could imagine that actually going on and thinking okay yeah it's good because it's a it, this is in from the from um, the start of Winchester's yeah. character it's not something that just comes in he he, he has this straight away so yeah. you know I think they knew um, that Larry Linville was going to leave Mash so I think they had a, a, enough time to actually prepare. Uh, and write in uh, unlike really um bj which you know when you when you watch the first early episodes of bj although he's not doing the same as wayne rogers it's not the bj we get to know now if, in fact bj is probably one of the characters throughout the whole of match which really does change um mm. you know he's still got that love thing for peggy and i know we have some ups and downs in that but you know he he, he grows that moustache and he does kind of change alders yeah. does because alders goes from you know comedy foil to a lot serious later on as, as the whole series does but winchester's doesn't and he starts off with his love of classical music from the very beginning yeah yeah very cool Mm. Oh my God, Saunders! Now what's going on? We only turned our backs on him for a second. And he was I gone. told you people to keep an eye on him. All right, let's split up. That's enough, Saunders. Put it down. We're going to talk. No more talk. Just let me die. Oh no, you're not going to die on my time. It won't stop me. I'll find another way. I want to end this. Don't you understand? Just leave me alone! All right, you want to do it? Let's really do it. You'll need some help. You've screwed up everything else. You might as well get this right. Put the mask over your face. Go ahead. I won't stop you. Do it. Do it. Go on. Do it. Here, let me help you. You want death? We got plenty around here. Suck it in, punk. Come on. What's the matter with you? Come on! You're crazy! You're trying to kill me! Of course I'm trying to kill you. That's what you want, isn't it? You want to die, and I'm here to help you. Get out of here! If you come near me, I'll, I'll bet you so help me! Well, that's more like it. Now you're fighting to stay alive, aren't you? The part of you that wants to stick around is stronger than the part that wants to end it all. Okay, hang on to that. Come on, son. Let's get some rest. I'm too old for this kind of crap. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Meds. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. 
And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website and there is a PayPal button, or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geekyfanboy, and you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. Yes. Uh, one of our favorites. Uh, I think so. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, cool. Well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. What day is it? Tuesday. Oh, we're to celebrate. A whole week of silence. And fresh air. Yeah? Come in. Good, Song Mu. How'd it turn out? How'd what turn out? You aren't through with me yet, gentlemen. Song Mu has rebuilt my horn. Oh, oh no. no. I just took a shower. Very hard to get parts, Major. I'm sure you did your best. Had to get parts from different horns, but I fit very nicely. Okay? Okay. I'm going to have my eardrums pierced. There's, there's no mouthpiece. Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast, and we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world, so if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. It originally aired on Jim Fritzel and Everett Greenbaum. Um, let me see if I can figure this out. It originally aired on January 3rd, 1970-something. <laughs> 78. Okay, January 3rd, 78. Still there? Yep. I thought you were just pausing for dramatic uh, effect. Oh, no, I finished it. (laughs) Right, okay. Uh, Oh, yeah, because it's me, isn't it? Sorry. (laughs) 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 Oh, okay, here we go.